Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Just in for my morning run. I am drenched in sweat. I'm ready to take a shower, drink some coffee, embrace this morning for all it's worth, and a jabber, jabber, jabber on Cloak and Jabber. I'm Alex. And I'm the Sid, always uh, sidekicking for uh, Alex and toweling him down when he's so, so sweaty. <laughs> I'm Pete. Hey, and we're talking about Cloak and Dagger. Very exciting. Let's talk about the third episode of the show. Uh, and maybe stop using this voice for yeah, a moment so we can actually yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Just yeah. really calm it down for a moment because this show is serious. Very serious. So uh, if you want to go back, you can uh, listen to the first two episodes. But to give you guys a little bit of a recap of what we've done so far... First two episodes, we met Tandy and Ty. They're two kids living in New Orleans. Ty uh, watched his brother be shot. Tandy watched her father crash into a lake. She watched real close up from the backseat. Yeah, yeah it was pretty horrible. also watched as her dad was a horrible father. Okay. And wow, real. We, <laughs> no commentary yeah, necessary. C- come on. Uh, and, uh, and when that oh, happened, yeah, take it they, easy on the guy, they huh? were both hit by a weird <laughs> blue beam of uh, praxis wave of light, if Ooh, you will. Yeah, yeah okay. Okay. I'd yeah. say a jellyfish of light. But uh, right. Sure, I'd say yeah, praxis both wave. are equally and correct. got powers at that moment, but they didn't become activated until years later when they were in high school. They uh, randomly, or maybe not so randomly, met mm. each other again. Uh, and their powers reactivated. Tandy has light power. She can create daggers. She can go into, we think, almost like nice, not memories, but nice thoughts that people are having. Yeah, like uh, sort of and, uh, glowing, almost like silver linings mm-hmm. to whatever the situation is that they're dealing with. And Ty can do the opposite. He can teleport himself, teleportation, of course, being the opposite of daggers. And he can also <laughs> go into <laughs> yeah. dark memories that people have, including his mom, uh, who is terrified of losing him. Yeah, of losing him. So that's Pretty much, I think, all you need to know. The other two big things are that uh, Tandy was attacked by a dude that she was trying to con. She ended up stabbing him with a light dagger. He was put in the hospital. She didn't know whether he's alive or dead. Uh, Spoiler alert, he's very much alive. And Ty is tracking down the man who killed his brother. Turns out it's a cop with a scar on his face who may be into a lot of other super dirty stuff. He's a crooked cop. Yeah, I I think that's fair to say. So that's pretty much... Or gives it away. Yeah. yeah. Don't Facial trust anybody. Scar. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, just, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just, yeah. Put, Put a worst. Band-Aid over so, it. So before we get into talking about episode three, uh, we have a new segment on the show. Oh, we have a New Orleans correspondent. And this is not a joke. This is somebody who listens to the show. A uh, friend of ours on Twitter, online, uh, named Be- Brent McCris. He lives down in New Orleans. He works down there. So he's going to watch the show and he's going to send us some notes, specifically for previous episodes, because you know we're taping this a little ahead. Uh, so he's going to send us some notes for... Easter episode- eggs. Yeah, Easter eggs for uh, 
episode one and two. So I'm just tips co- and tricks from the Big Easy. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, here's what he says. Uh, Brett says. By the way, you could follow him on Twitter at Brett McChris one T and Brett. So something that might play out in the show in New Orleans prep schools are a big deal, especially among the upper middle class families. There's no Saint Sebastian, which is probably based on Saint Augustine, which is one of the two rival Catholic schools. He says uh, the loyalty to the schools is almost cultish. Um, let's see. He also says, oh, that uh, Tyrone probably lives near or in Lakeview, considering how easy it was for him to get to Lake Bjorn, Bornier, maybe? I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Mm. With his brother, uh, the lake that they both fell into was, in fact, a lake. It was this Lake Bjorn, Bornier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just pick one, dude. But Pontchartrain? Pontchartrain. <laughs> Pontchartrain uh, is very close. Basically, they share a causeway. Uh, he also notes it's hard to believe anything magical comes out of either lake. Yes, they're. Uh, I mean, my time down in uh, Nolens. Uh, oh, <laughs> all go. right, all we right. don't have time for this shit. <laughs> couple, of, couple of other notes. Uh, this is a fun one. Uh, he says that when Tyrone wakes up on top of a building, he wakes up in the Central Business Business District or CBD, which is hilarious because he's probably on top of Emerald's le- restaurant. We call. It. We've been talking about it. Emerald is going to be a big part of the show. Already yeah. huge. Uh, and two other little notes. Uh, the bridge that they go over is the bridge to the West Bank, uh, which I never understood why they call it that, because geographically it's not west at all. It's actually south. Mm. And the Chronicle is a big New Orleans North newspaper. So we it's might great. see that too right. a little bit. And we're going to finally get to see Emerald make a signature dish oh, man. and just give it that classic bazinga. Uh, uh, I don't think no, that's... No, no, try again. Try again. What is it? Um, Shazam. Yep. Yep. You got it. Now we'll try again. It's actually bad. So, uh, so thank you <laughs> so much, bam, Brett, like a for nightcrawler. weighing in and let us know what's going on down in New Orleans. Let's kick it off. Let's talk about episode three. This was, again, I thought a fascinating episode of the show. This show is so good. I'm loving this show. Yeah. It's so good. It moves so quickly. And we start uh, in this episode with one of the most fun things in the world. A 3D, 3D printer. printer. Yeah. So oh, they man. really established early that 3D printers are real in this world that we're in. Well, so, me, they're real in the real world. I've never really seen one do something, so it was cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you what? should go to, there's a place in Times Square that I'm blanking on. That, oh, uh, Gulliver's Gate that mm-hmm. has all these tiny things that they 3D print. They have a bunch of 3D printers there that you can watch. Real cool. There you go. Go and watch 3D printers, guys. In Times Square. That's what you do for fun. (laughs) That's what you guys are into. There's also, if you go to Long Island City, there's a place that 3D prints chocolates for you on demand. That's fun. Yeah, I do a whole 3D printer tour of the city. So if you guys want to come along anytime, let me know. It's only $10. What do you do with your Elmo costume when you're looking at the 3D printer? Uh, I... Kick the head up a little bit so it's super creepy and just kind of walk around and freak out kids. Well, oh, we should man. say, uh, Alex is at Times Square Elmo. So when you're there um, visiting, just ask it, everyone if they are Alex. And yeah, 100%, 100%. And if I grab your kids, that's just what they actually do. Yeah. <laughs> Don't oh worry God. about it. Yeah. And honestly, in all honesty, steer clear of Times Square, especially. Oh, my God. It's a, you know what? It's Those an absolute In the it summer. There's, there's pretty it's strong. A, it's a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. Now, I will mention about this. So we see the 3D printer. We don't know what's going on. Uh, if this is how every episode is going to start now, I think that's great. Because yeah, we 3D start printers? The, no. Oh. 
last episode, we talked about in media res, how they start with a scene. We don't know how it plays out. And eventually oh, they right. connect back with to the, it. Uh, yeah. The so they started fire with the fireflies, fireflies last episode. Say, eventually wrapped around to that. Here we see this 3d printer. We don't know what's going on. Eventually it ties back at the end. Um, if they have these weird random images they keep throwing in, I think that's a really cool structural way of beginning every episode. I, I liked it. it a lot. Might get old. I, it reminds me of, well, I feel like they can go in and out of having it be something like this, which is unrelated, but sort of interesting and oh, it's like related, a, thematic, right. uh, a thematic thing. Or it can be something uh, like featuring one of the characters doing something or getting in their heads or something. It reminded me of Breaking Bad, um, well, the yes, way they would often yes. do this same thing. Same, Sorry, we're thing. mentioning another TV show, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you don't like that. Uh, it's, it's all right. I'm just, uh, Breaking Bad's an amazing show. So yeah, so then we pick up with the car crash that we left off with last episode. And especially episode. the Fireflies. You must have loved that. Oh, I was so, so excited. So basically what happened was... Uh, we could just call him Cloak. Let's just call him Cloak. Great, Cloak teleported good. in front of Dagger, uh, shot at her. and Accidentally. She, accidentally. And she ran off the road. She turns out to have a concussion, is seeing things a little blurry. That's what Eventually happens. realizes that Ty is there. Uh, and instead of hanging out with him or figuring out what's going on or why he's there again, she just jumps in her just married car and drives off. so up. mad. I was like, stop running away from each other, guys. Stay together. You have to have a conversation. She Tandy. says, I hope I don't ever see you again. Yeah. yeah. And Tandy. Cold-blooded. So basically, you're like, Tandy, stop it with your main character train on the show. Yeah. Her whole thing is running away. That's what yeah. she talks about all the but time. But she's going to eventually realize she can't run away from everything. That is literally well, that's the theme of this the point episode. Of <laughs> Thank you for reiterating my point. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh man, you guys, you guys are like our cloak and dagger. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to get together. So, anyways, lady detective, she's on the case. Uh, detective O'Reilly, um, she is uh, Ben. She's got this. The the guy who attempted uh, to assault uh, Tandy, he's in the hospital and he's like being sort of a dick, and she knows instantly that he's lying. Yeah, I mean, because of course he is. Yeah, she's she a bad is, She's but, like, why was your pants down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she gets into his face. She clearly is a no-nonsense sort of cop, and she is going after that. We don't know at this point whether she's on Tandy's side or not, though. Yeah, so I, in this next scene, it's uh, Tandy at her mom's place uh, with all that bad business. Which I was surprised down. she went back. Here's you know, the thing. Tandy is bad at crime. Like, she knows yeah. stuff about crime, and she knows how to pull off crimes, but she's clearly not good at it, and she's not careful. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's still a kid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she's don't, learning. Don't she's be so future defensive. superhero. Yes. Uh, and so she, uh, while she's there, Detective O'Reilly shows up. and Classic. Uh, the, Tandy hides her mom covers for her but the way Detective O'Reilly is talking about Tandy is like no she needs help she was just attacked by this like asshole dude uh, so it does feel like they're laying the sort of the groundwork it for was, her to be on their side it was awesome that there was a coked up lawyer in the room that was like you can't come in you need a warrant yeah you don't have one of those I have one of those in my house. A live-in coked-up lawyer? 100% all the time. Well, it's you worth can it. see in this episode why it's worth it, yeah. It's definitely worth it. It's just expensive. Oh, cocaine. my God. Yeah, all oh, the cocaine geez. the lawyer must so go So much through. cocaine. Sort of a bad example for the kids and everyone. Now, uh, let me ask but, you guys this. This is taking a little bit of a step back, but do you think Tandy is bad at crime because, really, she's a good person? Uh, she hasn't shown any sign of being a good person yet. I think she's bad at crime because she's young and inexperienced. I sure. think once she gives the hoodie back and starts, you know, apologizing for all of her mistakes. You are so focused on that hoodie. Do you know how hard it is to get a good hoodie? 
Do you know how hard it is to hold on to like a really great hoodie? Uh, Especially yes. one that your brother like. The only thing you have left from your brother, and that, like he oh, has other stuff. I, I gotta tell you, I was with you until that last part. Yeah, <laughs> I know having a good hoodie, but whatever the brother stuff was, I'm you but, okay. But bro? also, he only he only wore that hoodie like one day. It was his you brother's. No, hoodie. he wore that like every day up until that. We only Don't. saw one day with him. With yeah. the hoodie, so. Also, then wasn't it his hoodie? I yeah, mean, but at a certain point. Yeah, but wow. he's family, so he deserves to be the next in line Ow. for that hoodie. <laughs> that was the one thing his family, his rich family, I should mention, actually uh, passed out to each other is a hoodie. A hoodie, yeah. Ah, oh, that's why I'm saying, like, there's nothing like a good hoodie, so. Yeah, you, put, yeah, you said that. The most <laughs> yeah, important, did. most valuable thing in your family. No one would ever Which doubt your focus on this hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's get back to Tandy. Uh, she continues to be bad at crime, continues to go to the most obvious places and leave the most obvious clues, but she doesn't want to give it up to this cop quite yet. Yeah. So she decides to run away, grabs all her stuff for the church and gets on a bus and quickly falls asleep because she has a concussion. By the way, we're not doctors, but if you got a concussion, do not fall asleep. Don't go to sleep. Don't go yeah, to sleep. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Yeah. I should mention, by the way, uh, we all have concussions right now, all yeah. three of us. Oh, yeah. And we're only doing this podcast so we don't fall asleep. Yeah, exactly. We've exactly. got to stay awake. If I you're feel gonna, fine. If you're going to get feel a con- fine. concussion, I like to carry a little shovel with me. And if I start to doze off, I just hit myself in the head with the oh, shovel. Okay. When you do that, do you say... You hit, wait, so to stay awake, you're hitting yourself in the head with a shovel? Yeah, yeah. You're giving yourself another worse and concussion? No, it's just the, so you stay awake. Yeah, no, so I... You won't no, 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 you give yourself the second concussion, so the second concussion is like, whoa, buddy, I'm trying to concuss you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you pound down the bump. Right, exactly. <laughs> with the shovel, and then yeah. you're fine. <laughs> then you're fine. <laughs> You have a very, you have a very flit, 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 flit I can't say that. I think I do have, I think I do have a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Flintstone understanding of how head injuries work. Yeah, yeah. I should that's also one of my favorite work. things about Pete is when you turn off all the lights, his eyeballs glow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, Pete's whole house is appliances with uh, birds and stuff inside. Yep. <laughs> so Teddy uh, falls asleep and ends up in this dream world, which is where we spend the bulk of the episode. Yeah, um, and. So She's young Ty. Yeah, she sees young Ty. Well, first she sees Ty. Yeah. yeah. Right? First she sees Ty, and Ty is going through some sort of ritual type thing where he is choosing a weapon to take down the cop that killed his dad. He keeps choosing wrong and she is trying to stop him. She's like, stop it, stop it. You need to find something different. You need to find something different. Uh, And eventually... She finally creates a light dagger. Oh, wait, I can create light daggers. Well, here's the thing is she hasn't been able to until this point, and she is able to create it when she feels empathy for Ty, when she feels it for another person. I don't think she gets that yet. I don't think she realizes that's how her power is activated. But like we've been talking about, her powers are based on her being good, I think. And then doing the right thing. Light dagger turns into handcuffs. Right. Yeah. So the interesting thing about this is she's teaching Ty a lesson, but as far as we know, Ty is not learning that lesson. Yeah. She's learning that lesson. Right. Exactly. She and she's not actively 
teaching. This is all like subconscious and right. all just in like, her dream world. Yeah. Do you think she Instinct. is though? Do you think she and in turn this is jumping ahead, but do you think Ty is connected to Tandy and Tandy is connected to Ty? Yeah, you- and I think there's an instinctual uh, below their conscious brain connection, and that's why it keeps popping up and helping them to get back together, yeah. forcing them to encounter each other over and over again. Yeah. So what we learned about this is that Ty needs to break his cycle. He needs to stop trying to kill this guy with the scar and instead just try to bring him to justice for better or for worse. Which it is hard because he wants... He, well, it it's the guy work. murdered his... Like in the dream, yeah. it doesn't work. He tries to arrest the guy, but he gets away. Yeah. Um, and I think we're seeing the future here in a certain way that even if he does the right thing, it's not actually going to work out the way yeah, he the wants. the bad path that's ahead yeah. of him if he goes that way. Um, then uh, after that, we get some more motherfucking 3D printing. Oh, dude. I think we can organize the episode. Let's talk about what All happens. the 3D printing. Yeah, yeah all first. the 3D printing. That there's another th- scene with 3D printing and another, another scene, scene with 3D printing. So cool. you got to go to that place in Long Island City, guys. I'm telling you, 100%. Yeah, they print pl- chocolates. This, uh, this episode had a lot of commercials in it. <laughs> for 3D printing? For 3D printing and Whole Foods. Yes, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Uh, my favorite line of the episode. I love Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. What? Cool. That Wait. was just a weird moment. You want to talk? Where am I going to get all this random stuff? Hold on, hold on. What hold place on. Hold, would hold on, carry hold on. all of this madness? Hold on. Uh, you want to talk down, go character by character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's because basically the way the episode is structured, which I thought was so cool, was we get to see Tandy dealing with Ty's stuff and in turn actually dealing with her stuff and then it rewinds and we get to see Ty doing the same thing until, spoiler, they eventually meet by the end of the episode. Uh, But let's talk through Teddy's stuff. Which I couldn't have gone another episode without them meeting. It was driving me nuts. I think they're going to get broken apart again. I'm just going to throw that out. The show is not cloak or dagger. It's cloak (laughs) and dagger. Right, so they should be together. That's what definitely is going to happen. Well, it took too long. Unless they're going to split it up into two shows called Cloak and another show called Dagger. Oh, that, that would, would be great. Be awesome. Yeah, two half-hour comedies. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. The that trouble they so would get into yeah. that. What about uh, Cloak, Dagger, and a show called And? Oh, that's what oh. I'm <laughs> The And is probably going to be the best part. Yeah, yeah. And's the villain. Yeah. I love ampersands. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, following Tandy, after she solves that one problem, she's presented with another one. She sees young Ty with the hoodie, Pete. Yeah, with yep. the hoodie, and he's bouncing it basketball. Means so much to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, talk about the scene. W- what do you guys think was going on here? What did you take away from this? Uh, I mean, I think it, we sort of covered it. They are. Uh, she's need. She her her mind is telling her that she needs to. There, you're seeing the 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 inner child of each of them, and they have to. That's where the help needs to go. As to the damage that was done to each of them at that time. Yeah. Now, this is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, uh, I also think this is a manifestation of Dagger's powers because we get to see Ty's brother not leaving and not trying to steal a stereo and instead spending time with him. We get the best version of what could have happened there. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, so she's seeing the dream there. And do you think she realizes that? No. No, to me, this it's just a, f- a flurry of images. It, it, it almost seems like because she doesn't seem like she's act can act uh, in these moments. She's just observing uh, right. from she's like she a is. watcher. Yeah, she's the watcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. Do you want to go through the whole the thing at the the whole one at the end? No, no, no. Let, let's go back. Okay. Let's talk about okay. Ty now. Okay, great. So uh, then we rewind. We see the scene from Ty's perspective. Yeah, the car crash, and then he's got to run from the cops. Right. Well, because, because racism's real and it's fucked up. Yeah. The the show, just the show. No, I was just saying the show general. racism. Yeah, long show. <laughs> Been going on for a long time. When's that going to get canceled? Finally, uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't Hopefully, know. it does something racist on Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> racism is promoting itself on Twitter a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, it, and Reddit, though. Fun, fun Twitter account. Oh, a lot of memes. Oh man. Uh, anyways, uh, yes. Anyways, he tries uh, to go back to the church, and he's looking for his father. You know the the priest. Oh right, yes, yeah. his father, yeah. not his yeah. actual it's, father, it's not because he has a dad. And then you think he's like praying, like talking to God, but he's actually talking to his dead brother, which I thought was really powerful. Right, and then yeah. Emoji Girl comes in, and Emoji oh, Girl man. Uh, talks to him about what he has been talking about, um, about how he thinks he has a curse on himself. And she's like, "I've got something for yeah, that. I know she's what to do." Like, oh yeah, I'm really into voodoo. You should come follow me. Why would you do that? Well, no, it's fun because he likes her. Yeah, uh, I do think you it was- don't. If someone's like, "Yo, come do this voodoo." Don't worry, you want to pay for anything. All you well, know. you're jumping ahead. I mean, yeah. first it turns out that she leads a uh, a voodoo tour of New Orleans, which I thought was fun. Yeah, I like that's that. a cool specific. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like don't. something very. I don't know, maybe our New Orleans correspondent will let us know next episode, but that seems like it's something that's very specific to living in New Orleans, where yeah. it's, sure, there's probably a lot of voodoo shops, there's probably a lot of people giving tours There's constantly. a lot of ghost tours, there's yeah. like there's a ton of that stuff down there. 100%. So, whether they believe it or not, she, she leads him to a grave it. and asks him to put a black X on it and think about what he wishes. Which are, why, X's are just ancient emojis. Yeah, but why uh, would she do that? Why would you do that? Because he likes about? her. What? Yeah, but you, there can be liking somebody and then being like, "Yo, I'm he not going to because he doesn't put a mark it. on a gravestone that is then going to curse me for life." I think he's going to be cursed. Well, also, yeah, he I doesn't, know he's going to be cursed because I saw the whole episode. Believe it at all? That's why he does it. And yeah, also, but you need to be aware of yourself and like crazy things. If all of a sudden you get powers, you know what? Voodoo's not that out of line of like real. So like, stay away from voodoo, bro. Well, but he does it because she, she asked him to, and she does it every day on her tour. <laughs> so yeah, there's clearly X's all over that grave. There was only three of them. <laughs> no, there were a bunch. She only suckered three dudes before that, no, and they, they all were, died horrible deaths. <laughs> <laughs> you have seen. You, everyone on this show, you think is like bad. Yeah, if someone's going to be like, "Hey, I'm completely into you for no reason, <laughs> just because I am," and oh, by the way, just come do this voodoo that I'm a part of. I'm yeah, I'm going to have questions, and I'm not going to like follow and put uh, my mark on a gravestone. Uh, is there any TV show you watch where you don't get crazy paranoid? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. The news. <laughs> that's the, that's the worst. Uh, I think uh, one interesting thing I feel like uh, the different places that Cloak and Dagger are with their powers. Yeah. Like he's had much more exposure to his powers, yeah. and f- they've uh, brought him good things a little bit, or like empowered him. Mm-hmm. While Dagger is completely lost with hers. Yeah, and I think that's such an interesting uh, division between the two of them. The easy answer would be to have them sort of working separately, but along the same path of mm-hmm. like discovering their powers. Uh, why do you think? That is. I mean, I think it comes down to their characters. I think we, as we've talked about, Tandy is constantly running away from everything. So she 
kind of wants these powers to work, but when the first time she really exhibited them, she stabbed a dude. Then yeah. she almost revealed herself at a wedding in front of everybody. A glowing table. Yeah, and then her hands started glowing when she got into a car crash. So why would she want this? This hasn't really brought her anything good. Yeah. She got to see a vision of her parents happy. That's got to feel awful. All right. of this stuff is awful. On the other hand, his power is bringing him literally down into the darkness where it's showing him what he thinks he wants, which is to find this guy, find this criminal. And he doesn't quite get it yet that that's not actually what it wants him to do. So I think that's why he's embracing it is because his power is giving him what he wants. And he's also probably, you know, he's in sports, he's in school, he's used to practicing things, he's used to trying things out. Mm. So I think just as a personality, as a person, he's more used to that sort of thing. And more stable in general. Yeah, like, 100%. Uh, she doesn't have time to do Well, that's I'm surprised, though, because it's like, if you have, you know, after your wedding table lights up, I'm surprised you don't go into the bathroom and, like, turn off the lights and be like, I have my own light. You know, just kind of like having fun walking around the house in the dark, you know, with your own little So lantern. basically your take is that uh, Ty should never do anything ever, and Tandy should just turn off all the lights and become a firefly. Right. Oh, again, the firefly. Man. Yeah. I'm glad you're not writing this show. <laughs> uh, Emoji Girl uh, then takes Ty to meet her aunt, uh, yeah. who is um, a, I guess, voodoo practitioner. Right. And yeah. he, but like a cool... Voodoo yeah. practitioner, not she's yeah, like pretty very chill modern, about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does a playing card tarot read and says oh, that man. he needs to be cleansed and encourages him to take a bath. Right, and yeah. she gives him a laundry list of things that he'll need for that bath. Yeah, and, and so I don't one know why. Place okay, this was like fill that order. Here's you gotta go. Go to Whole Foods. Okay, it was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke, and it played into the whole idea of what they're talking about. That voodoo is just kind of part of life. That you think of voodoo as like people in the swamps and chanting and killing people and eating human flesh and whatever, but it's just their jobs. It's just part of their lives. There's a point when Emoji Girl talks about how people who practice other religions practice voodoo. It could just be part of something. So that's. If you want to really like dig down into the realism of that joke, the point was, yeah, you don't have to get all this stuff at like the deepest, darkest swamp at midnight. You could just go to Whole Foods. But the shorter version is it was a juxtaposition joke. The end. Oh, I thought the shorter version was. Everyone who shops at Whole Foods is really into voodoo. <laughs> I thought that's what it was saying. I, I thought mean, wow, was really. Well. That too. Have you ever been to their voodoo section? I hear the three D printing. Is just amazing. The that. shrunken human head section is really oh. the freshest um, and the best of yeah, any grocery store. And my favorite part: Have you been to the uh, Whole Foods that you can only get to on those alligator boats? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's it. not an alligator boat. Yeah. I, I hope that our uh, that <laughs> Brett down in New Orleans can finally put to rest yeah. the fact that you keep calling them alligator boats. Yeah, I mean, there's a big alligator in a top hat who's like, "Come on board." I guess that we don't know that Brett is not an alligator. Right. Oh, that's true. He's right. only written us through the internet. Yeah. And so he, he wants you. He wants to be paid with uh, freshly killed rabbits thrown into his mouth. Right. Like, and here's the other thing: as we all know from watching Princess of the Frog, alligators can do things like blow the trumpet and play beautiful music. So really, they could do anything. They could use the internet, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, fan boat. So anyways, <laughs> after <laughs> Whole Foods, he gets naked and gets in a bath. Yeah, great first date. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, 
I I like their flirting. Me too. I th- I think it's cute. Oh yeah, you like how she's tricking oh my him God, to here get we go. Uh, voodoo and like uh, so said, she can like track him and control him. And what do you think? What? There's no nothing in the show is saying that she is uh, trying to control him. Oh yeah, I have a giant 3D printer that keeps showing up that says otherwise. <laughs> That's not her though. That's not Emoji Girl. That's the and ant. It, yeah, we'll, which we'll get is, to that. We'll talk. She's to- a pawn for the ant. Yo, you're seeing, you're a conspiracy theorist. Here's the thing. Up here, they all look like ads. Whoa. Uh, what? Man, that's uh, a Bugs Life reference. Cool, cool, cool. Man. <laughs> great, great, great. I don't know what how you cycle through references, but I don't. you're in a weird place right now. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, so I like their flirting. I mean, I've started to feel actually a little bad this episode because they are pretty cute together. And by the end of the episode, they do uh, smooch a Rooney a little bit. Cool. Uh, but he's going to end that. up. He's going to end up with Tandy and she's going to end up by the side. And that's sad for me. Yeah. Well, uh, according to Pete, though, she's going to be their greatest villain. Yep. <laughs> sure. Dan is. She, she can throw emojis at people. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so uh, anyway, he takes the bath, he falls asleep, and he ends up in a vision very similar to Tandy's, except this time he is chasing after her. Yeah. Uh, the small Tandy vision is first, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. So he's back on the roof of the Roxxon Corp, which, as we know, is now Emerald Lagasse's BAM house. Yeah. The house has, that BAM built. The, the house that BAM built. And he is just watching a scene play out. Yeah. Uh, f- flashback to what led them to their night. Um, and this is where we, we were talking about Tandy's a little bit before, but... Uh, we get to see all of these sort of symbolic references to uh, to with the choices that they're the bad choices that they're making. Yeah. Um, like we with Tyrone, it's the checks that keep coming. The cops show up. He gets in trouble. Uh, there's a noose at one point. Um, the and he yeah he's choosing those different weapons. That I, I love. We're, that. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah that was great. Uh, but then we go through Tandy's. Uh, not Tandy stuff. I mean, Ty views Tandy stuff Mm -hmm. and we get to see this glassed off office in the woods where everybody is arguing. The rocks on board is arguing and, uh, her father is tied up and being tortured and being killed. And she's trying to, uh, break in, but doing it the wrong way. So it's a business meeting. Right. And she runs away every time. Um, and eventually he says, pretty straight up like you have to stop running away yeah um i liked the stuff that tandy was seeing better than the stuff that ty was seeing to be honest it felt like very on the nose for me in terms of tandy stuff personally the tandy stuff felt on the nose yes this is confusing to explain ty's dream yes felt a little on the nose to me right because they were just in a room yeah yeah yeah. Uh yeah, and and she was literally running. Uh Yes. So yeah, I agree with you. I thought the uh the Tandy's vision of Ty was more interesting cuz it was much more like symbolic. Yes. While Ty's vision of Tandy was just like her issue is this thing and <laughs> right. she does this other thing. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, they don't know each other yet, so I think it's like his vision of her is basic just on the knowledge that he has. I don't think it is at all. I think this is something else is showing them these things. Oh. Uh, oh, really? Something else is showing them these things? Yes. What? I, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know yet. But there's clearly there is some sort of power. There is some sort of force. There's a reason that's bringing them together, I think. Um, I think they I, are. I feel like the powers themselves know 
what they need to do. You right. know what I mean? Like it, we've said subconscious in the past, but it because in each of the visions, when they touch their powers, uh, the, that's the solution. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think there's clearly something bringing them together. I'm even hesitant to get to whatever that is because I like it being kind of mysterious. I love how little they're revealing yeah. um, about what's happening or even like what, the, like they haven't even really explained how the powers work. If you don't know the comics, like what do you? This is like yeah, why? This is weird. Yeah, yeah. I we t- we've talked about this before, but I don't want somebody to come in and be like, "This you have the dark force, you have the light well, force." Well, I think the visions are doing that a little bit. They're kind right. of coaching them. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I'd rather have that than a person being like, "I'm going to train you how to use yeah. your superpowers, your cloak, your dagger." Let's do this. Although yeah. training montages are fun. Yeah. What kind of song would you want it to be to, Pete? Win in the end. You're going to win in the end. Mm-hmm. How, how win that... in the end. <laughs> is that crap? You're going to win in the end. What, did you what, make what that up? That nope. <laughs> okay, oh, that, no details? That's on your album of ox solo acapella. I think it's right? Teen Wolf, I'm pretty sure. Teen but... Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I think you're right. Written, we should mention, uh, well, Teen Wolf 2, written by Jeff Loeb, who is now yeah. the head of Marvel TV. So there's actually a possibility there. Uh, wow, great call. Yeah, that's <laughs> huge. So they go through each other's visions, uh, and then they both wake up. One of them wakes up at a bath. The other one wakes up on a bus. Uh, and they immediately, what well, we Go think, to church. They go to church. We think, oh, we should mention, actually, that like after they break through the visions, there's this beautiful thing where they meet in the church, yeah. and they try to they touch. touch the stained glass window together, and their powers reach out to each other. I thought that shot was beautiful. It's great. It was Absolutely. Nice. All of this I thought was so cool, fun, interesting. Yeah. But it was hard because I was like, all right, get in the same room already. Well, plus you don't like stained glass because you can't see through it. Yeah. yeah. And you liked them to get in the zone. Auto zone. Yeah. <laughs> Another commercial. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was a fun way. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, we had the kind of like lady detective trying to get bought off to drop the case and then... Yeah, yeah, so let's Pick talk about that plot thread. Uh, so she is going after this guy. She is hitting a wall a little bit, and then Scarface comes up and is like, hey, got some evidence here, shuts down the case, don't worry about it. It was just a rando yeah, who stabbed away. him, all good. Why is he protecting this teen rapist? Well, I th- the, we, I think the implication is that he's been bought off. Yeah, right. But it's just weird to me that it's like, is he the one crooked cop in all of New right. Orleans? And he does all the crooked stuff for everyone? Yeah. That to me was like the we, the weakness in this episode. Where yes. it's like, they, it's not, they wouldn't, the odds of it being the same crooked cop that does both these things is insane. Right. Uh, but at the same time, uh, she leaves a message for Tandy. She mm-hmm. lets her know, please, I want to help you. Uh, and Tandy reaches out to her and is sorely disappointed when she finds out this information. Yeah. O'Reilly is also clearly disappointed. I, this obviously is not the end of it by any yeah. means. I, that phone call came at a key time because she was ready to give up on the case. Maybe. Yeah. And then it was like kind of reinvigorated her to be like, all right, it's mm-hmm. not over. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so then Tandy wanders off. Uh, Ty wanders off and they both end up at the church together. Well, Churching we it up. Obviously, he, well, he sees the stained glass, uh, sees yep. her church, uh, gets a little very tiny kiss. From yeah, little, like truly smooch, very tiny smooch. kiss. Very tiny kiss. Yes. Like a little, uh, like a little, uh, one of those face emojis that's like kissing a little bit, oh, and, and there's like a heart, heart coming yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's like I that. Well. Well. I know it well. 
I sort of like to think that I'm Pete's emoji girl. Oh, man. Because I wait. send him emojis all the time. <laughs> Uh, by the way, great voodoo tour the other uh, day. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard because um, we're in uh, New York, so there's sure. there's less of a history of voodoo. But you can just make it up. Yeah. Well, you keep walking around talking about those cursed Elmos in Times Square. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> I know they're tragically trapped in their uh, outfits. Yeah. So uh, they meet and they say, "We got to talk," and that's where we leave the episode. Except for the most horrifying thing that's ever happened: a three D printer, printer. Finishes, finishes printing something. Turns out it's the ant who's making a figurine of Ty all to in black. Him with. No. Dude, when you make a voodoo doll of somebody, it's not for good. It's for, to, for evil. She's you can light them on fire, po- poke them, throw them off a ledge like he's fucked. But that's not... A voodoo dolls are... Like, that was like a piece of hard plastic. That's yeah. like a, right, uh, but... That's the more updated voodoo doll. To now. me, it was more that she, yeah, she's going to keep track of him. Yeah, he, she's going to know about them. She, yeah, it, exactly. It was more like I, I have this guy in my pocket. If I no, I, I agree with Justin. I think I think what I was just talking about. I think it's going to turn out to be this ad. She's going to be like, "You are the light, and you are the darkness, and yeah. the X thing needs to happen." And I'm going to be super bummed out when that happens. No, uh, she's going to torture Ty. I mean, Pete could be right. Sure. It could be an elaborate uh, voodoo trap. Yeah, why not? Before we wrap up the episode, uh, for this episode, Cloak or Dagger, who uh, won the episode? Who did you prefer, Justin? Um, I think uh, Cloak, uh, Mm. once again. Um, I liked, uh, I guess it was Tandy's vision of him, but I still liked uh, pretty much everything that he did in the episode, I thought was was spot on. Got it. Pete? Uh, I like Cloak as well because he seems like the... So far, the better person out of the two of them. You're always judging the humanity of everyone you encounter. Exactly. At all times. Great. I'm going to go with Dagger this episode. I thought, once again, Olivia Holt did a great job. I was way more interested in the stuff that was happening with her, frankly. I'm glad that Cloak got a little smoocheroonie. Very happy for him, and I thought he had some fun stuff. But overall, Tandy's storyline was weedier to me, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it a little bit more. Yeah. If you would like to support the show and other shows we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York, the Pit Loft. Come on by. We'll uh, you know find out your darkest fears or your greatest hopes and let you know what they are. Oh, Pete, man. what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com, and we'll see you in the morning. What? <laughs> yeah. We'll see you at Whole Foods. Oh, yeah, we'll see you at Whole Foods. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 